0: so let me get into the message today I was really I sent out a, a text to the ministers team uh, about what I was going to preach and I was going to preach don't lose heart from 2nd Corinthians chapter 13 the Corinthians chapter 4 16 and 8 through 18 that was what I was going to preach don't lose heart but last night as I was a As I got into the bed, I told my husband, I said, the Lord has changed my sermon. Because in my meditation in private time, as I surveyed the state of affairs of the church in my own devotion in private time, I recognized there's a shift in the house. There's a shift for good. And it's a good shift and I want to tag the shift because I think it is incumbent upon me to help us understand you know sometimes things can be going on and you say you feel something but you don't know how to articulate what it is we're in a shift we're in a shift and so I I want to shift from preaching loose heart preaching a sermon on team building because our church is shifting to a team membership and a team congregation we have we have over the years basically um, yeah put the scriptures up first over the years we have basically um, since we got here kind of turned autocratic You know what autocratic is? That means one person ran. That's autocratic. And it, it basically became autocratic by default. Because as people pulled back, I had to step up. And it became more of bishop or pastor telling us what we're going to do as opposed to us together deciding what we're going to do and so it's shifting now and I want to shift it to a more team building team Democratic congregation in form of government of the church as I got to get this monkey off my back of having to make all the decisions about the church come on somebody That that can easily take its toll on my health and age me faster than I want to be aged. And so I need to really start getting us ready for this concept of the idea of shifting from autocratic to democratic. You do know Baptist churches basically are democratic, but oftentimes we shift to autocratic and even though we shift it. So let me say this before we get into the sermon. If you are given a task or responsibility, figure it out. I don't need you calling me if I've given you a task to do. I don't need you calling me back because if you don't do it, then I need to just do it myself. <laughs> Isn't that right? So I really need for you all to put on your, you know, thinking caps and figure things out and make it work. So this concept of team building is nothing new. Jesus did it. Jesus worked with a team and the scripture bears it out. One day, Jesus was standing by the lake of, Carlos. You can, you I like the way you read, read that. Give him a mic.
1: Put your, yes, team build. This This is team building. Go ahead. Help me preach. One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Genesavet, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the waters' edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put a little, uh, to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking pastor he said to simon put out into the deep water and let down the nets or a catch
0: all right go to the rest of the verses in that particular read on
1: yes pastor simon answered master we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything but because you say so Mm.
0: there was a leader there was a leader
1: there was a leader leader. but because you say so i will let down the nets when they had done so they caught such a large number of fish
0: because they followed what jesus told them
1: sir that their nets began to break so they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them and they came and filled both boats. So full that they began to sink. When, Solomon, <laughs> ah, Pastor, when Simon Peter saw this. Oh. He fell at Jesus' knees. And said. Go away from me Lord. I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions. Were astonished. At the catch of fish. They had so taken. look at this. Jesus starts with a team.
0: He did not solo this he started with the team he chooses his disciples go to the next verses go to luke um luke five okay read that carlos
1: yes sir after this pastor jesus went out and saw a tax collector by the name of levi sitting at his tax booth follow me jesus said to him and levi got up left everything and followed him then Levi held a great banquet for Jesus at his house, and a large crowd of tax collectors and others were eating with them. Jesus got a team.
0: This team building concept is not new. He picks up Peter. Then he goes and says to Levi, sitting in his little booth collecting tax. And they were, you know, the, the tax collectors were very hated people. And he, they 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 coupled them with sinners. They, that's that's how they were. They were hated people. And Jesus said, "Follow me," and the tax collector just dropped everything and followed Jesus. Jesus is picking up his team. Go to go to Luke uh, six chapter.
1: Read, yes, Pastor. <laughs> One of those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. When morning came, he called his disciples to him and chose 12 of them, whom he also designated apostles. Team. built in a team. Yes, sir. Simon, whom he named Peter, his brother Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Bartholomew, Bartholomew. Matthew, yes, oh, yeah. Matthew Thomas, James, and son of Alphaeus, Simon, who was called Zealot, Judas, son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. He look, went look down, at that. He picked him, but he became a traitor. So
0: you never know who's in your group. He didn't start off a traitor, he became <laughs> you know, you start off people in church, they love you, they have everything working well, and then all nothing before you know it. They done turn their back on your neighbor. Instead of a friend, they become and a lot of times that has nothing to do with you. That character was already in them before they joined the group.
1: I thought I better point that out to you go ahead, go ahead, read. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. went down with them and stood on a level place. A large crowd of his disciples was there and a great number of people from all over Judea from Jerusalem and from the coastal region around Tyre and Sidon who had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases those troubled by impure spirits were cured okay so look
0: at this so Jesus had when he says look at it says disciples he had all these people around him that were following him but the bible says he chose He chose 12 people to be in his inner circle so everybody can't be (laughs) you know some people get offended and all that kind of stuff but if Jesus had enough sense to say I'm only gonna pick those that I can trust and deposit but even Jesus pick Judas. Now the question is, did he know Judas was going to betray him? Hmm. Hmm. Oh, he's all knowing, so I suppose he knew. But if he was like us, he may not have known. Because the Bible does say he was like us. Didn't it say that? He was like us and was tempted in all things like we are tempted. I would like to think just for this moment that maybe Jesus picked Judas without knowing Judas was going to change. You do know people will change, y'all. They'll start out one way and end up another way. But the key is you cannot let people who change on you change you. (laughs)
1: Uh,
0: Some of the problems in the body of Christ, we let people change who we are. I've seen people who are on board with the ministry 100%, but get with the wrong folk. And before you know it, their whole disposition, demeanor, attitude, everything changes because somebody got in their ear. Hear me well when I tell you, don't let people who change, change you. Maintain your character, maintain your integrity, maintain your honesty, maintain your decency, because people will work on you so long, and before you know it, you will be cloned and acting and looking like them. And then you don't even know why, you just be careful who you invite into your head. Because some some people only want to get in your head so they can manipulate you like a puppet somebody in here right now you you got some puppet strings you need to okay go back to the um go back to the uh the not the scriptures but the uh the other team building slide yeah team building provides realistic experiences that empower that's a key word that empowers individuals to contribute to what Ah common goal pull up Ephesians Ephesians 4 Ephesians 4 what is that 11 through 14 where's my reader I want I want y'all to see what the common goal of the church is because everybody be well what the goal of the church what are supposed to be doing I want you to see it it's in the scripture go ahead
1: yes sir read that so Christ himself gave the apostles the prophets the evangelists the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service to equip his people for works works of of service. service so that the body of christ may be built up look look at this word, built where built up not down no 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 but built what Until we all reach until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature Attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful skimming
0: that's a loaded text there ain't it that we become built up not torn down and another word i'm gonna give you another word because it's in the scripture that we might edify the body. Edify means to lift up, to build up. Let me give you a charge. Everyone in here as a believer and as a Christian who is a part of the body of Christ and a part of Tabernacle Baptist Church, your personal calling is to lift each other up. So I'm gonna need for you to stop all that gossiping and talking about one another. I'm gonna need for you To stay off that phone, destroying the character of the members of this church. I'm going to need for you to do that. Because that's not a reflection of the people you talk to. It's a reflection of your lack of walking with God in a way that you love people genuinely and authentically. If we're going to get to a real team building posture, you can't talk about one another behind each other's back. Say what you have to say to somebody's face. And then don't say nothing you can't say again. You know, people kill me. You know, they say stuff in meetings. And then when they get called out, don't don't call me out. No, baby, if you said it there, say it again. If you got the guts enough to say it in one setting, then say it again. But don't throw rocks and hide your hand. And a lot of people throw rocks and hide in and then wonder why the church struggles. It's because you are causing division. And what did I tell you last week? A house divided against itself cannot stand. It's about working together as a team. All right, come here. I need, I need, where am I something. I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you a demonstration. Where's my fellas at? Bring me some chairs up here. I want to do something right quick. I got four young men, young guys here. I want to. I want to show you what team building looks like. Give me four chairs, four guys. Oh, they got the chairs? OK. Oh, we're just all right. All right, we got them, four chairs, four chairs. There we go, four chairs. All right. I want y'all to watch this. It's a trick. It's... Set them in kind of a circular. They have to be kind of circular. Now, we did this in the office. Y'all didn't forget already? There. That's. Okay. All right. All right, you four guys. Y'all sit down. hmm. hmm. Okay. Okay. Lord have mercy. Come on. <laughs> now we practice this. This is teamwork. There's still teamwork. All right. All right, now. Okay. I should have stayed the way you were in the office. Oh, his legs. Okay. All right, now, let's go ahead and get in your position. You lay on him. Lay on each other's lap. Uh-huh, there you go. All right, now, y'all see this? Step back, Angie, so they can see. So now everybody is laying on each other with the support of the chairs. All right. All right. Oh, I need four people. Okay. Move the chairs. Make sure they make sure their feet met. Okay. All right. Focus, focus, focus. Now, this is what teamwork looks like. They are supporting each other. All right. Y'all good? Okay. (laughs) But here's the point. If one person falls, they all fall. Did y'all see that? If one person falls out of the group... The whole group falls. It's the same principle with the body of Christ. If one person disrupts the order, the whole church is affected. Y'all understand that? So that's why it is critically important that we work as a team and that we work together. And a lot of times we cannot, you know, we can't, we can't. Well, what's going on when you defect? when you become obstinate when you refuse to communicate it causes the team to fall the important thing is that we work together let me put this fi- this final point uh give me that the, the other explanation go back to that uh here's why we have to work together it increases productivity what's the product of the church edifying the body of christ and ringing in new souls that's the only two things the church is supposed to do is build the saints up and bring new people in <laughs> that's the product that's the productivity of the church the collaboration the collaborative nature of a team building challenge teaches people how to what work together effectively more effectively to improve communication a lot of times and I, sometimes this happens with me and levon i have told you this We live in our heads. People can't read your mind. So good team building improves communication. Clear and open communication is key to success of projects and relationships within a company or organization. You're not going to make it if you don't communicate. And if you don't communicate clearly what your thoughts were the matter of fact remember i told you last week sometimes it's better to write what you think as opposed to saying what you think because writing forces you to be more exact in what you're trying to say it makes you think about it three keep people motivated not a weight of my job really as a pastor is to keep y'all motivated is to keep your spirits up to keep you motivated a you know, whole lot of what we do on sunday morning is to motivate the congregation singing, shouting, jumping, running hollering and then y'all get motivated (laughs) then you leave out of church (laughs) so we got to motivate each other so when you talk to each other, come on, when you talk to each other you really should be motivating each other motivate people to attend church motivate people to give, come on Motivate people to be nice to one another, motivate people to do the right thing, motivate people to be moral in their consciousness. It's about motivating people to do the right thing. So if you're out there discouraging people from coming to Tabernacle, that ain't motivating. And some of you people out there have done non-motivating things to other members and caused them to leave while you stayed. That always baffles me. The Bible talks about the Bible talks about Jesus sending out the disciples. He sent out 72 and it talks about when he sent them out as teens, they came back so overjoyed because of how the teens motivated other people to receive Christ. Maybe, maybe some of the conversations we do have outside of the church Maybe it should be just about how we motivate each other and stop talking negative about the body of Christ. And alas, it helps us to develop problem-solving skills. So, so, so I, I just want us to get motivated on this idea that we all got to work together, y'all. That this is a team effort. It's not an autocratic ministry. We're shifting this. Bishop does not have to have the last say so. He doesn't have to be called all the time for every little thing. We need to put people in place with the abilities to do the job. Not keyword. What's the keyword? With the right abilities to do the job. With the right ability. And I have to say this. A lot of times people don't have the ability to do it. But they covet somebody else's ability and want to do it and they'd get offended when they can't do it. I've heard, uh, I remember uh, when I was pastoring, a lot of, you know, I've been a singing preacher all my life. So, you know, other pastors would just, they they've called they used to call me a, a double barrel shotgun. They'd say, not only can he preach, he can sing too. You got a double barrel shotgun. You can, if you don't knock him out preaching, you can knock him out singing. But a lot of preachers were always jealous and envious and they would, they would say, well, I want to sing, but if you can't sing, you can't sing. And you need to admit you can't sing, sing in the shower, sing at home, but don't sing in front of people. (laughs) Because the truth of the matter is every one of us in there know what good singing is because you listen to the radio you watch it on TV music around us everywhere at a level of perfection come on somebody everywhere all around us music is perfected before it's put out television commercials radio CDs it's always perfect but when it comes to church How many of y'all agree with me that we should go for excellence in everything we do? When the preachers preach, they should go for excellence. When the people sing, they should go for excellence. When the ushers usher with people, they should go for excellence. Every ministry in this church, the singers, everybody should go for excellence. And What, what does that mean? That means you should do your level best in anything you put your hand to. The church is about excellence. Why? Because there's a lot of non-excellence in the world. And people will see it and trust and believe they will compare what excellence is and what non-excellence is. They may not be able to articulate it, but they'll show, show it to you because they won't come back. Or they won't give or they won't show up or they'll go somewhere else where it sounds better. So I need for us to really work on team building skills of which we will continue these efforts in sermons and workshops and things to really bring us together as the body of Christ. Clap your hands and praise God.